Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Please be advised that Six Degrees of Reality TV contains explicit language. Hi and welcome to Six Degrees of Reality TV, the podcast where two MFAs try to figure out what the hell is happening on our screen. My name is Amy and I hold an MFA in creative nonfiction. And my name is Leslie, and I hold an MFA in creative writing fiction. And together, we are trying to uncover what it means to fall in love on reality TV. Hey everyone, welcome back. Today we're going to finish Married at First Sight, Season 13, Episode 3, and then we're going to also cover Episode 4. So I'm Amy, your co-host. And I'm Leslie. All right, Leslie. So now, Leslie, you are a little bit ahead of me because you yes. watched episode five, which we're I am all caught up. Yeah, we're going to hopefully record that over the weekend and get that right out so that we could be timely with these. Um, was it good? Just tell me, was it good? It was really good. Yeah. Okay. It's a good. Was it's it... one of those things that now I want to go back and like watch all the seasons, the last three seasons that I didn't watch. I'm like, I need to go back, but then I'll get last, confused. <laughs> last season was real, real bad. Oh, bad in terms of drama or was it bad, like, happily ever after bad? It was just happily ever after kind of bad. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. There were some real douchebags on that one. Um, New Orleans was pretty good. And I forget what was before that. I think Atlanta was last season. I can't remember. Okay. All right. So let's pick up Everybody's Married. Yep. So we're going to pick up with First Dances. Now. Mirla is saying she was really impressed with Gil. Like, I guess she's completely forgotten about the bald head. I know. I was shocked. Were you taken aback? I thought that she really would have been, like, really opposed to him because she was so stuck on the fact that she did not want a bald man that seeing him, I thought she was going to turn back around and leave or that she was just going to pout the whole time. But she seems to like him. I mean, look at him. Yeah. He's very charming, too. The bald head is the least thing that I would yeah. notice with him. He is gorgeous. Okay. He's confident. And I think that because he calls her out on her BS, that that's helping her. It's turning her on because he's like pushing up against her. I was going to say, that could be a little bit of a kink for her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Gil says he loved her dress and she rocked it. And he also likes that she's confident. And Mirla tells the camera she's really comfortable with him and not weird or awkward. So I thought that was a good sign. Mm-hmm. Jose and Rachel are dancing and Rachel's telling the camera she also feel com- feels comfortable and that when they danced everyone else disappeared then she tells the camera he's super handsome okay. which I did not get from the first time when she said he met my checklist which looks don't matter <laughs> yes yes okay so Brett and Ryan they're doing th- okay so this is hilarious and I feel seen because as I've said before I've moved from the city to the country and there's things like this, like 
dancing in certain ways and corn growing and little breweries that pop up in people's garages that you go and drink out of their home mugs. You know, there's there's things like this in the country and it takes a while to adjust. So, you know, Brett and Ryan are doing a two step for their first dance and she is completely out of her element. (laughs) (laughs) She looks horrified. She looks horrified. She's like, this must be a Texas thing. Uh, Yeah. You're in Houston. Yeah. Yeah, It's a Texas thing. Um, Brett says she doesn't dance and she's super anxious. And Ryan is literally forcing her to two-step for her wedding dance. She's visually uncomfortable. Yeah. And the thing was that remember how I said that, like, she has a similar, like, her twang is similar to Miley Cyrus. I'm thinking Miley Cyrus is super country. And yet Brett sounds like her a little bit, but is not country at all. So I just kept thinking of that and I was laughing. I think like I was born and raised in the Northeast. And I think when I look at Ryan and I'm not saying this is a good thing, it's a total stereotype, but like, that's what I always thought Texas was like, that everyone Mm -hmm. just like wore cowboy hats and they two-stepped. And obviously I've learned that Texas is not like that. Yeah, But so when I see, like, I guess I always imagine there are more Ryans in Texas than Bretts in Texas. Right. But I guess it depends where you are in Texas, too, because I was in San, I was only in San Antonio and I didn't get a huge country vibe. But I mm-hmm. guess, you know, Houston really embraces that kind of lifestyle. But we know like Austin doesn't really. Right. You know, I so- know, I've never been to Texas, but I hope to be there someday. I, I hear that it's really hot, but I just want to go to Corpus just so I can visit like Selena's like hometown and yes. do all that. I was there for a conference and I flew home March 7th, 2020 on a completely <gasps> empty plane. Oh my God. It was so weird. It was so eerie. Like you want to talk about weird? I, I was on a plane with like four people. Yeah, that's the end of the world right there. <laughs> it was really crazy, and I hate flying anyway. All right, so. But do you right, hate that... it as much as Brett, which we'll later see. Oh, yes. Yes, <laughs> I do. Yep. I am Brett, I think. I am Brett. <laughs> okay, so reception notes. Michaela and Zach are feeling good. Zach's super happy. Zach asks Michaela if she's close to her sister, and they zoom in on the three sisters just staring at them. <laughs> I Again, her sisters need their own show. Yeah. So Michaela tells Zach her longest relationship was 364 days. That's pretty funny. Mm -hmm. Zach tells her he prefers meeting people in person than on dating apps. Now, I've never used a dating app because I've been married for 15 years. Mm -hmm. And I was only single for two years before that. And then before that, I was married to somebody for a while. So, like, I just never hit right. The swipe right. Yeah, the dating app thing is new and it's very I don't know it depends because I had I got married at a really young age I was like 22 when I got married I was married for like six years and I got divorced so when I finally um was single the apps were really taking off so then I'm using these apps and part of it makes you feel confident because you're getting all these matches but Mm -hmm. a lot of these are not quality people they're like (laughs) monsters and then you meet them and you're like oh no wonder you're alone because you're a monster i feel like that should be the new tagline for tinder a lot of these people are not quality people they're not it's just oh my god and you know there have been times where i had been on dates where i would physically have to run away from my date because he was super scary you know like i would get like serial killer vibes and i would have to 
like run for the hills. Like, it, you know, I had some kind of glad I missed all of that. Kind yeah. of glad I missed all of it. Yeah, like, yeah, there you're were, better there off. Were, there were some of the dating websites around mm-hmm. when I was single, like but okay, not the Cupid, apps. right? Yeah. Yes, that kind of stuff. Yep. Okay, so one of the best parts about Matt, uh, Michaela, and Zach. Oh, their couple name could be Mac. Oh my God! Yes. <laughs> So one of the cute things about Mac is the sisters are watching them and the sisters are going, look at her looking at him. Look at her looking at him. Look at him looking at her. <laughs> They're just yeah. so great. They're taken back. They they see the chemistry. They could see it. Yep. And it's so obvious yep. because they're just smiling the whole time. Yeah. Zach is a real cutie. And she's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Mirla and Gil are chatting at the head table and it gets off to a rocky start when Gil says, quote, what's your maiden name? So, like, mm. the implication, obviously, is she's like you're going changing to change it. her name. Mm-hmm. And she's like, my name is my father's name. Mm-hmm. And I never really thought about it like that before. Like, I changed my name, and this kind of hit, like, a little sad note with me. I was like, oh, I don't have my father's name anymore. Yeah. And I thought, I hope my girls keep their father's name. Well, for me, I didn't change my name, thank God, because that didn't last anyway. But I was like, well, I'm still going to be my father's daughter, so why should I lose my last name? And De Jesus, which is, full disclosure, that's my, my last name, is so, such a part of me. Like, I just feel like, and my family is just yeah. so proud with that last name, and there aren't boys with our last name. So I'm like, I don't want to change my last name. So yeah. I kept it. You're making me feel like shit right now. No, <laughs> but your last name was pretty cool, though. I, As a writer, I wanted to have a simple last name. And mm-hmm. I feel like Amy Archer just rolls off the tongue. So I took it. And I also wanted to have the same. And this is very traditional old fashioned. But I also want to have the same last name as my kids. I yeah. just did. Which is what I a lot did. of parents do. Yeah. Um, I don't think if we, because full disclosure, I was pregnant when I got married. So Ooh. I don't think if we were going to be parents, maybe I would have kept my maiden name. Yeah. But I didn't. But anyway, Mirla's like, uh, no, motherfucker. This is my name. I'm keeping it. Especially when we find out later, like, what happens to her dad. So that makes yes. sense. So people are tapping their glasses and Mirla's like, nope, not happening. We're being conservative. All right, so at Jose and Rachel's table, they're at the wedding table, and the gla- the guests are tinkling the, tinkling the glasses, tinkling mm-hmm. the glasses, hitting the glasses. You know what they do. They do kiss, and Jose reveals that he had tried dating apps, but he puts himself on another level now. He had a mental checklist and just was seeing a hot pic, and just seeing a hot picture was not good enough. He said, "I want what I want, and I get what I want." Yep. I'm getting some real harsh vibes off of him. Uh, He's a little controlling. Like, that's what I'm getting from him. Yes. And Rachel tells the camera, it seems like he expects a lot. And I don't know if I could live up to this. Mm -hmm. You think? Okay, Ryan and Brett are chatting at their table. There's a little bit of awkwardness, some silence. She's saying that he's... No, I'm sorry. I have it wrong. She's... See, the... the the fact that she is Brett and reminds me of the male Brett really does yeah. Brett says she's a realist and Ryan says he's a positive person. So uh, Brett tells the camera, like, he seems to be a good influence for me. Like, I think he'll balance me out a little bit. So that was good. Mm-hmm. Thank God we're back to Johnny and Bao. Like, oh, I, I love them. Johnny takes pictures of all of his food. Millennial. <laughs> 
He says he loves bringing people together. Bao says, do you notice this? They talk in love languages. I wrote love languages alert because Bao says she prefers acts of service. Mm -hmm. And Johnny says he prefers touch. Yep. And she said she struggles with touch. And Bao says she likes to read. And Johnny says he listens to podcasts all day. I hear that. I'm yeah. listening to podcasts all, all the time. They talk about money and she confesses she's wearing Jimmy Choo's. Now, you know I'm not girly, but I did recognize the Jimmy Choo from Sex in the City. Mm -hmm. From Sex in the City. Yes. And Johnny tells the camera he is in and he really likes her. Especially when he finds out that those are like softly worn shoes. So she didn't pay like full price. So he's like, oh, yep. is she savvy with her money? I'm in. Yep. yep. So then we have them meeting the family and friends. Any thoughts from this? Period. Did you catch Jose's stepmom? She was like sloppy drunk. And she was basically telling Rachel, like, you should bang my step song because yep. apparently the dad is getting the sack. That was like the implication. And she was yep. like, trust yep. me, Rachel. And I was like, ew. She's like, girl, you got to get it. You got to get drunk and get it. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And, I was like one, cringing. One thing that did come out of it is Brett asks Ryan's friends if she's his type. And they're like, no, not even a yeah. little bit. Mm -hmm. And Which that was is, a little scary to me. Because I'm like, what does that mean? Thing. Yeah. It could, it, it's not a bad thing, though, either. Because mm -hmm. obviously that wasn't working. As we saw, you know, they were not working. Yeah, that's why so, they were single. Yeah. Brett also says she's not a country girl. And the friend is like, is that a yellow flag for you? What's a yellow flag? <laughs> I mean, it's be cautious rather than stop. I, I think that happens before the red flag. Yeah. Yes. And then Brett says, I love this so much because this was me. What happens at the ranch? Do we kill things at the ranch? Yeah. What's this ranch that they're all talking about? And the friends are like, yeah, like hunting is part of his life. And I wrote, it's a murder farm. It's a murder, a murder farm. farm. Yeah, mm -hmm. for me, there that'd be like a no-go. Because I love animals. I'm, I've been vegetarian for 20 years now. And the you. idea of like hunting an animal, like, I mean, if you do that and that's how you sustain yourself, then God bless you. But I cannot do it. And I don't want to be around that. So it feels really difficult for me. Like, I can't even do the fishing part, which I used to do as a kid because my dad used to take me. But yeah. even now, I'm like, I can't do it. See, Poor my animal. husband, his father's a, a hunter. So my husband used to go when he was little. And he, he still will go now, but suspiciously, he's never really killed anything. <laughs> and he has said to me before, like, once my dad is gone, I might not do it anymore. Like, it's just something that we do together. And I'm with you, though. I could never do it. And I've told him before, if you ever kill anything, no mount is going in this house ever. Mm -hmm. And again, if you guys want to do that, that's fine. But personally, it's just not, you know. A choice I would make. Oh, and since we're speaking I do understand, of, yeah, I'm sorry, I do understand in parts of the country that is a big cultural thing, and I get it is it, a cultural and I don't thing. Want to anybody for that? And sometimes it's like how they eat their meat. That's they hunt their meat, yes. and you know yeah. that's how they get it. I mean, it's it seems for me, someone who doesn't eat animals, that well, you know that. It would be cruel to kill them, but if you're buying them, if you already eat meat and you're buying them yeah. at a store, it's yeah. the same thing. Yeah. I mean, they're still being killed, you know? Yes. They're just and, prepared for you. And my husband has said that to me in retaliation for things I have said. He has, as a rebuttal, I mean, he has said to me, 
how do you think that chicken got on your plate? Or yeah. How do you think that steak happened? No, that was oh, the magical okay. one. Yeah. He's like, you're just not seeing the murder, but it's yeah. happening. It's a murder farm. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, but speaking of animals, if you do hear a loud <laughs> pitch squeak in the background, that's my bird Coco. She's a little, um, she's a little parrot and she is, a pain in my ass. She loves whenever I'm recording to start screeching. That's like her thing. So hopefully, I think Coco senses that yeah. I am terrified of birds, and it's and coming it's, for you. It's coming for me through the microphone. Because she, she's evil. I'm legit terrified of birds. Like I was attacked by one in a pet store when I was little. Oh no! I, no, I, she's really sweet though, but she's just loud. That's why they got rid of her. She's a rescue bird. <laughs> and when I say attacked, I mean it just flew onto my sock. Oh, that's nothing. Come on. I've yeah. been attacked by my mom's <laughs> parrot. She has an African gray. And she went, because she speaks, she's very smart. Her name is Shakira. And she goes, beso, which means kiss. And so I'm like, oh, you're going to give me a kiss? I lean forward and she clipped my lip open. She just snapped <laughs> it open. So she's vicious. But these little birds, they're not. I like how you're just like, oh, that's nothing. Come on. That's I've nothing. been attacked by birds. No, I've been. <laughs> Shakira like practically ate my lip. <laughs> Uh, Leslie, you're going to learn I'm a big wuss. I'm a big <laughs> wuss when it comes to pain and stuff. Okay. All right. So now we get to the wedding night. And I wrote, I do kind of love the footage of all of them drunk, like stumbling yeah. home. And Gil uses a fire truck. And I got to say, that's a baller move. Mm-hmm. That really is. Now we have the usual pep talk from Dr. Juliana, where she reminds us, Although these couples might be strangers, they still can bang because they are husband and wife. Yeah. All right, Dr. Juliana, thank you for giving us all permission. Yeah. (laughs) So Gil and Mirla settle into bed and I wrote, I don't think anything is happening here. No. No. Gil tells the camera he is super attracted to Mirla, but he's also picking up that she's not ready and he's going to be patient. Michaela and Zach are next. And I think they were totally banging. That's oh, yeah. They totally we learned later. Yes, it happened. Zach tells the camera he actually finds her more attractive without makeup. Okay. And also okay. when she took off like the wedding dress and she was wearing her pajamas, like you could see more of her figure because it was more like a ball gown that she was wearing. So it was concealing yes. like her, her figure. So then he was like, oh, wow. I didn't know that was all under there. Yep. Jose and Rachel are all up on one another. And I think they hook up too. But mm-hmm. I can't really tell. Bao and Johnny are just a disaster, but they're oh, an God. adorable disaster. They have like a little pillow fort <laughs> just they, dividing them. Well, I use a body pillow. Mm-hmm. and I, I use a teddy a, bear. I have a giant care bear. I'm a huge body pillow proponent. I have suffered with my back issues in the past. And having a body pillow to put your leg over really helps. And... My husband and I have named it. Its name is Brian, and it is a thing between us. <laughs> and how does he feel about Brian? He's okay with Brian? Um, he was okay with Brian until I started taking Brian on vacation. <laughs> oh, then he's like, this is getting too serious for me. I, I don't approve. So they cannot, they literally cannot get Bao out of her dress. They're like working on these buttons. They can't, they can't get her out. And this goes on for like 10 scenes. And Johnny tells the camera that he finds her very attractive, but he's hesitant. And then I wrote, they use the body pillow as a cock block. Yeah. Then cut to Brett having an anxiety attack over revealing herself without makeup. 
and Ryan tells her he actually prefers her in her natural state. And he tells the camera he's super attracted to her. And then we see him kind of like go in for a kiss. Yeah. So, we, you know. She's really pretty. Her. She doesn't need all that makeup. She's so pretty. She really doesn't. All of so these women are beautiful. They don't need any of that makeup. You hit it right on the head last episode. These are all pretty people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the end of episode three. Episode four starts with the longest recap in history, which actually takes us back in time. So it's kind of like a Matrix mindfuck. Like, I don't know what's happening. I was so confused. I was like, wait, am I rewatching episode three? What's going on? Because towards the end of episode three, they're all out of their wedding gowns. And all of a sudden, they're back in their wedding gowns, unable to take them off. Yeah. And this takes 20 minutes of the episode. Mm -hmm. So I'm skipping all of that because yeah. we know what happened. They okay. take it off. <laughs> mm-hmm. Rachel and Jose, they wake up and they say they're both happy. And Jose tells the camera they stayed up all night exchanging kisses. Okay. Mm. She tells him she thinks he's perfect. And she says she's so glad they don't even have to change your compromise because they are exactly on the same page. Leslie, what is your thought here? That is going to come back to bite her in the ass. <laughs> They are so doomed. The minute she's singing, I'm like, guys, come on. We're so perfect for each other. This is like the equivalent of, you know, my eighth grade boyfriend liked Metallica and so did I. And Fade to Black was his favorite song and so was mine. So we're getting married. Yeah. Like, this is ridiculous. Okay. Ryan took his, Ryan took his ring off last night to sleep. Mm Mm-hmm. And Brett tells the camera their first night together was comfortable and they feel like they know each other well, but every time we see them, there's the hokey music and the awkward silence. Yep. So I don't know if that's just an edit they're getting, but I think that there's like a, well, he's kind of awkward, you know? So I think that he's super awkward. It's like a weird energy because she's trying to figure him out and he's just kind of like there. He's just a lump. So... I don't know. He's the mashed potato, as we yeah. discussed. Uh, Michaela and Zach apparently just cuddled, and I, I'm like, yeah, okay. All they right. got it on. Mm-hmm. Zach is talking about how he only snores when he's sick, and he never gets sick. But we know he gets COVID. Exactly. So I was like, oh, shit. So Michaela says she got married at first sight because she wanted to correct some bad habits. That is not great. That's no, not a you should reason. fix everything before you get married. Or even be in a relationship because you have to be your best self to get the best out of that relationship. I think I could speak for both of us when I say we learned that the hard way. Yes. You should fix all of this stuff before you get married. Before. Yeah. Because you're just adding another person's baggage onto you. Yes. Yeah. And try to make sure that person's baggage is somewhat cleaned up before they come into it. That would be nice too. All right. So she says she could be really passive and she wants to learn to speak up more. And they're talking then about jealousy, which we saw the previews for the season, mm-hmm. and shit gets crazy between them. Yeah. Zach says he's not jealous, but Michaela says she's not, unpack this for me. She's not jealous, but she can be possessive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your Aren't very similar? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is possessive just a nicer way of saying it? I guess what she means is that she knows what's hers, so she's going to be territorial. So it's not necessarily being jealous of other people having what's hers. It's just her knowing, no, this is mine. So she's going to be there staking her claim before anyone even gets a chance to look at him. Okay. 
All right, Marilyn Gill, he says, so far she has, quote, good bedside manner. Okay. Gill tells the camera he feels chemistry and nothing feels forced. And then he loves that they share the fact that they've lost their dads. Okay, so now we get yeah. the story from Mirla about her father's murder. And it is bonkers. So here's what I have. You fill in any gaps that I have here. Yeah, it's heavy. Her So she has a half-sister. So her father and mother got divorced. The father remarried. He had children. These people are her half-siblings. The half-sister and her husband or boyfriend, I wasn't sure which one. Yeah, I think husband, yeah. Invited him over to the house, stabbed him to death, rolled him up in a carpet or bag, and then dumped his body. Am I missing anything? Nope, that's exactly what happened. Holy shit. I feel like we need to see, is there a Dateline episode on this? And it happened like six years ago or something, like not even that long ago. Okay, so here's the weirdest part of all of this. She tells this story with the same emotion that I'm telling you this story. Yeah. There's no emotion behind it. I think she might be, for her own protection, just stuffing it back. Because I think that if I were to tell that kind of story, I'd be a mess each time. Each time. (laughs) Each time. But, you know, I'm I'm not shading her and saying it's negative that she doesn't get emotional. I'm actually kind of in awe of it. Like I'm always in awe of these women who are so strong, right? That they just, and and I'm not equating non-emotional with strength because it takes a lot of strength to be emotional as well. But she just is like, she just has it so together that she just tells this story. And I was like, wow. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if it's a harbinger of doom, like she's going to be a psychopath or if she's just super strong and has told this story so many times, it's kind of, Yeah, maybe she's processed it through therapy. You never know. And hopefully that's the case because if she's just pushing that down, that's going to come out in the ugliest ways. Oh, God, I hope she went to therapy. Yeah. All right, Johnny and Bao. So he says he was making, she was making small, cute noises in her sleep that some might call snoring. (laughs) (laughs) And she's mortified. But what we get out of this is they have a talk about the last time they interacted. So she pulls out receipts from their text messages from 10 years ago. Do you keep text messages from that far back? No. No, neither do I, unless it's from someone that I'm interested in. Like if I was like dating or talking to some guy that I kind of had a crush on, then maybe I would have kept it for a while. But I don't keep text messages for that long. I do keep them for longer than I should. Like, I'm not good about cleaning out my phone. But I would say maybe a year. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't, more than that, unless it's like my grandparents or it's like a voice memo or something. Because I'm like, you know, they're old and you never know. And I want to keep all that stuff. But just random people, no. Bye. I had a text or a voicemail from my grandmother the morning before I took her to the hospital and then she died. And it was like, you know, just, just a normal message I was out having her look for her Medicare stuff like I was kind of taking care of her at this point and I used to listen to it all the time after she died and one morning I was walking into work and it was gone oh my god and I called my husband and he's like to this day he's like I thought you were like in a bad accident like I was so hysterical I thought I lost it well here it turns out like through some voodoo apple magic 
It was saved in a place called Voice Memos. <laughs> oh, really? I thought it was yes. saved separately from that. I thought face, Voice Memos were the ones that you make yourself. They are. I don't know how this... It's... Uh, needless to say, I found it. I Thank found God. it. I found it. I have it. You, you know what I did, though? And this is just a quick side note. I interviewed her the year before she died. Oh, with the camera and everything. Mm-hmm. I did like a full two hour interview with her about her life and her, you know, just everything. And I'm so glad I did that guys. Like if you, I'm going to do that grandparents yeah. do it because it was so amazing. And it's such a great treasure that I have for my kids. Cause they loved her. And you know, she was like their main caretaker when they were little babies. So they grew up with her. So yeah. it's kind of cool. Like we'll take it out and we'll watch it every once in a while. So I'm glad I did that. So at least I had that. So if I lost the voicemail, okay, yeah, fine. All right. So she pulls out these text messages and she's like, here's our text from 10 years ago when we went back and forth and she ends up reading them, but it turns out like that he ghosted her. Yeah. And he's kind of like, I don't, he, he has a confused look on his face. I think he's kind of like, why do you have text messages from 10 years ago? I think that for Johnny at the time, he, because of the way she is that we see now, that she's so reserved, that he probably was like, oh, she's not really that into me. So he probably paid her no mind and was like, oh, who cares? Because he's the type of person who has said he needs clingers. He needs people to show that they're into him. Yes. Since she didn't show that, he was like, yes. okay, whatever, who cares? Well, and he's probably, there's also probably a little part of him that's like, oh, she's a bitch who comes with receipts. Yeah. Like, I can't get away with anything here. Yep. She's going to she's gonna have the proof. And she is, and I love that about her. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, she has having... so many Excel spreadsheets. You would think she would keep these things. <laughs> yes. So now we have the couple's brunch with their new in-laws. So Jose tells Rachel's family they have a lot in common and there are a ton of things he likes about her and there are absolutely no negatives. <laughs> and this is Rachel's mom. And let's not forget, so best supporting actress, her shady as fuck best friend. <laughs> so mom says Rachel can be messy and, and they really harp on this. And best friend is like, oh God, her car is a complete disaster. And yeah. you could literally see the anxiety Coming across Jose's face, like yeah, like uh, Violet in Willy Wonka when she's turning blue, she's turning into the blueberry. Violet, you're turning you, Violet, Violet. You see the anxiety just creeping across his face, and he's like, "Oh shit!" So, be- shady best friend says when Rachel says mental note, that's a real problem, and it mm-hmm. means she's super pissed. And then Mom says Rachel will explode if you ask her too many questions. <laughs> So basically, if you see that she's upset, don't ask her, why are you upset? Because if she keep, if you keep asking her, she's just going to be like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Until she just combusts. Yes. Now, things go better for Rachel with Jose's family. Uh, she's, she's saying that everything is amazing. And dad speaks up and says, well, Jose is kind of fanatical about like cleanliness and order and punctuality. Like, he's pretty serious, and Dad actually says he's, quote, the highest to the extreme perfectionist. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Wow. That's not scary at all. Mm -hmm. He's also very careful with his money, and he has a board in his house that he tracks his finances on. Now, I took a screenshot of this board. It didn't make much sense to me. 
Okay. I'm, I'm going to put it on our Facebook page, guys. Follow us at Six Degrees of Reality TV on Facebook. It didn't make much sense to me because it's not clear. So it says on top, let me pull up the screenshot. Oh, you are right in the flight path, girl. Yeah. They're like Would that right be LaGuardia above me. or JFK? I would JFK because I'm in Washington Heights. So I'm okay. closer to. Or maybe LaGuardia, actually. It's closer to JF, JFK. I don't know. Okay, so it looks from his monthly board, he has monthly expenses. And then he has savings, $7,200. HSA, $1,400. 401k, $70,000. Stocks, $3,000. This dude is not making $90,000 a month. He's I don't know not. why he's putting all of that out there. I feel he's like not. that money is just what he has overall. And he's just like reminding himself, like, this is what you have. Guys, if he was making $90,000 a month, he would not be on Married at First Sight. He would not. No, he'd, he'd be, be on like Married on Married, Married Millions. millions. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yes. And also, because I can't understand his handwriting, it looks like he pays Geico $94,194 a month. And I'm sure Jesus that's fair. <laughs> so yeah it's it's some like i like to say fuzzy math i don't know what's happening there but you don't put that on the board in your house which tells me either he likes to brag about how much money he makes or he never has friends that come over both yes <laughs> okay so rachel's like uh i'm not a great saver i'm kind of nervous about how structured jose is and we're just going to see how this goes. Okay, now Ryan is meeting with Brett's adorable parents, who I love so much. Oh, they're the best. And he, he tells them he doesn't like redheads. Great thing to say. They ask him if he has any questions about Brett, and he says no. Great first impression. Leslie, if you just started dating someone and you had a chance... To ask, ask their family anything about them, would you say, no, I'm good, I got this? No, I would ask so many questions. <laughs> like, what were they like as kids? Were they, you know, kind of like me? Were they bratty? Were they well-behaved? Because that tells you so much about a person. I would have the 256-question list Yeah, for the parents. To this day, I could ask my in-laws 100 things about my husband and not be satisfied. Jesus. Okay, so they're cueing us in with some super quirky music that, like, this serial dater has terrible interpersonal skills. Yeah. Sounds, sounds about right. Like we said last episode, guys, he is a reformed serial dater. He's a serial dater by accident, not by choice. Exactly. No one will give him a second date. That's that's the, the deal there. Okay. Brett is hanging with Ryan's family, and she asks the family why they think that she and Ryan were matched and the brother says oh here it is the brother says Ryan's exes were potatoes I knew somebody was referred to as a potato <laughs> so they're beautiful but there's nothing to them and they call them props Awful. that's harsh that is harsh Brett and says, I love potatoes I think potatoes are delicious I love potatoes with so too. many things love potatoes I love potatoes, too, and I'm going to say hashtag justice for props. These girls did not deserve to be called props. 
So Brett's like, I just want to be authentic. I want him to love me for who I am. And the brother's like, look, Ryan can be shy. You need to pull him out of his shell a little bit. You know, this player, this crazy person is shy and needs to be pulled out of his shell. And she's like, oh, I've never had to do that before, but okay, we'll give it a shot. All right. Now Gil is hanging out with mirrorless friends and he's like, I'm really happy to be sitting here with three boys and no girls because, you know, girls have those feelings and things and you guys are just three dudes and I could just, no, no, Gil. Yeah. Mm -mm. So they're like, and the friends kind of take offense to this. Yeah. And they're like, no, we're serious. Like we love her and we're going to watch out for her. All right. So Gil is like, uh, I'm concerned about finances and how much she's spending. And Juan, her big brother, says he has intimate knowledge of her finances and there's nothing to worry about. Like, in other words, she might be extravagant, but she's not spending carelessly. She, she's she got everything taken care of. And it seems like her brother, like, oversees her finances or probably, like, consults her with it. So to make sure that she stays on track, because that, that was the vibe that I got. Yeah, I got the vibe that maybe, like, he's an accountant or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. So, Mirla shows up for Gil's friends, and she tells them she's moody today. I'm moody. (laughs) Yeah. They say Gil's a straight shooter, and he can be loud, and he also doesn't like fake people, and he loves animals. And Mirla's like, nope, don't like animals. Red flag. Who, Who says that out loud? Mm. self-involved people yeah you don't say the quiet part out loud guys you can hate children you could hate dogs you could hate pets you could hate old people whatever don't say it out loud it makes you look like a douchebag it does yeah yeah okay so zach shows up now now we're to to oh wait we see mirla later and she's upset gill isn't more materialistic okay so zach shows up and is all easy going with michaela's three sisters (laughs) Imagine having to meet them. (laughs) They look like a blast. They are my heroes. Like, I want to be them. Zach says everything went really well. And the sisters are all like, look, dude, we will protect her at all costs. Like, be aware of that. We're coming for you if something happens. And later we see Zach and Michaela in bed because they had sex. And Zach is all happy. (laughs) Yeah, he says that if that's how the rest of his life is, he's going to die a happily married man. How about that shit? Mm-hmm. So Michaela shows up for breakfast with Zach's mom. And the mom, I love Zach's family. I've said this before. The mom greets her by going, hi, precious, and hugs her. Did you notice that? Yeah. That was the cutest thing ever. The dad immediately starts shading Zach and the mother by saying, Zach and all of these boys are big mama's boys. Yeah. <laughs> and the mother's like, um, no, they're not. Okay, yeah, I guess they are. <laughs> so Michaela says she misses her dad and she wants to thank Zach's dad for dancing with her during the father-daughter dance. Now, I have some questions here. Yeah. They show footage. Did the DJ say let's have the bride and her father out on the floor? Yes, he did. And that's why like the sisters were like shocked and she started crying and i'm like wait did they not know that her dad is not how there? did they not know that so the pastor fact that Cal, i'm putting this on pastor cal so the fact that he was able to you know 
her his dad go up to her and say, Hey, do you want to dance with me? That, that was, was so, so sweet. sweet. I cried so much. I was ugly crying. These people are like salt of the earth, Zach's family. Like, I love these people. They Which just... makes me wonder what happens. Like, I can't wait to see what happens because they look so perfect. I have a theory. I think her jealousy gets out of hand. I don't Probably necessarily jealousy. think he is innocent, but I think something is misinterpreted or miscommunicated is my because that's what usually happens on the show. Yeah. Okay. So he's like, you know, it was my pleasure to dance with you. And of course, everything goes well. And these, these family, this family is just perfect. And they welcome her and they say all the right things. Okay. Now we have Johnny meeting with Bao's family and they tell him about the meltdown over the sports stuff. <laughs> yeah. That would be a cause for concern too. I could tell you 100% that's how my sister would act if somebody got her a sports jersey. Mm. She would not understand it. She would probably panic and think she's being set up with a bro. But Johnny, come on. I mean, he's just a well-rounded guy. Like, there are plenty of nerds who like sports. Yeah, you can like so many things. You don't have to be one-dimensional. There's actually an aspect to sports that's very nerdy. Like, I remember when I was a little bit younger, I used to follow football pretty heavily. And you could really get into, like, the strategy and the statistics. and Yeah. you know, fantasy I mean? football. Like, that's why yes. people do that. Yes. I think that the two are not mutually exclusive. I think you can be both. So Johnny's telling the camera, like, I'm a little concerned about not that she reacted to this, but the level of the reaction, it sounds like, to something so small. Hmm. I don't disagree with them. Okay. Bao greets Johnny's family and the mom tells Bao to call her mom. Mm. yeah that was really sweet yeah she's very welcoming and mom says look johnny's very direct he'll tell you if he doesn't agree and then bow's like i'd like to know more about the father and the family they don't really say much they're just kind of like well you know we got divorced and he moved to california and that was really it so mom says look i need another grandson when's that happening (laughs) (laughs) get to it And she's like, oh, if you only knew. She doesn't like to be touched. I don't know how that's going to happen. Now, later in the episode, we get a scene. They're outside, Bao and Johnny. And he's talking about his dad. And he's really upset that he didn't get support from his dad. Johnny is crying. And did you notice Bao was really good at comforting him? She was. She was really good. She wasn't crying herself, but she was really listening to him, taking it in and like taking account his feelings. Like she was like trying to listen to him, also comfort him and try to find ways to comfort him. Like you could tell that she was like thinking like, okay, what should I say now? Or, you know, how should I say this? Like it it was really good. And she said to him, like, look, I understand he's traditional. I'll put on the traditional Vietnamese getup. I'll play the role of the traditional wife. I'll do whatever I need to do to make this work. Like, I'm on it. I got this. And he was just so appreciative. And I don't think that Johnny is somebody who, like, a a lot of people don't understand that you could be supportive without being touchy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, would her hugging him and holding him and letting him cry have the same effect? Maybe. Maybe. But I For think, him, maybe, because he's a more of a touchy person. But this meant a lot to him, too. But I think, right, I think this meant a lot to him. And I think that 
he really appreciated and felt a lot better in that moment. And it was really interesting. I, I really enjoyed it. I was crying. Yeah, that makes yeah. sad. Yep. I cry all the time at TV. I was watching 2020 the other night sobbing on my couch. Well, 2020, it's like a tragedy is happening. It's always a tragedy. <laughs> all right. So now we see the couples in their uh, hotel suites and they get gift baskets for their honeymoon. They are going to the Florida Keys because it's COVID and we can't go anywhere else. Exactly. Yes. So they're pretty excited. But Gil and Myrna hit a snag when she can't wear her Mrs. hat because of her eyelashes. And I wrote, Leslie, is this a thing? No. <laughs> no, it's just that she, okay, so I, I guess she must have gotten her eyelashes done right before the wedding. And she really wants them to stick. They're really sensitive in terms, like, if you get them wet or something, they could start coming out. Because they're, like, just little extensions, like, little individual. Like, it depends. Because sometimes they do the little individual ones where they stick them in. They take forever to do. I've only seen them done because I refuse to get them done. Because my eyes are huge. I don't I don't need that stuff. And sometimes it's just, like, the ones that are the ones that they sell, like, at the store, which is, like, a whole row of them. And you just stick them on. But the individual ones, they're more expensive. They last longer. But okay, they're a little so more the, sensitive. The more expensive ones is probably what she got done. It's probably what she has. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, they look great. Yeah, they look but, great. I mean, her eyes the, look heavy, though. But to the fact that she can't wear a hat is kind of concerning. <laughs> Maybe she just didn't want to wear the hat because it's hideous and it's just, it's ugly word art. Yeah. And also, why would you want to cover your hair and your lashes? Yes. Like, if you spent yes. so much money on that. Yeah. So Brett confesses to Ryan that she's terrified of planes. And then we see Bao looking for her packing Excel spreadsheet. And Johnny seems kind of turned on by this. Once he sees the spreadsheet, he's like, I can get it. I can get into this. Okay. The couples now. So now we see them on the other side. So they go on their honeymoon. They do their flights and everything. Dr. Juliana is telling us, Although our newlyweds are newlyweds, they need to have some deep conversations to build intimacy so they can bang. So now we know what she's talking about. All right. So we see them. I have at the hotel. Yes. Okay. So we see them at the Key West Hotel. Jose and Rachel are brushing their teeth and he has what looks to me like a really baller toothbrush. It's like vibrating. It's Mm -hmm. laser. I don't know what's happening, but I love it. He asks Rachel if he could brush her teeth. And I think he's kidding. I think so, too. Okay, because people online were going crazy about this. Like, what is good? And I'm like, I think he was just kidding around. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, okay. I would hope, because unless he's a dentist, I don't... Yeah. So, Jose asks Rachel what she wants out of this honeymoon. What kind of question is this? He just wants to know if they're going to bang, basically. He wants to know if they're going to bang, 100%. She says she wants to see if they could be spontaneous. And she asks if he would go skydiving. And he's like, I would do anything for you. And then I wrote, this is going to crash and burn. But he won't take a bullet for her, which is fair. Because he, he just won't. met her. He won't. He's like, this is the most chemistry ever that I've ever had. I what just can't wait for that? all of this to come back and fight them all in the ass. <laughs> this is the best part. Mirla and Gil show up. And Mirla starts picking the resort apart. Now, I had a little tiff with someone online about this because in a way I kind of agree with Mirla. I mean, there's no really beachfront like view, nothing like that. They're very far back. She thinks it's a retirement home. I mean, it's not like the ideal like honeymoon 
location, but then again, it's during COVID. You're lucky you it were able to leave. It is during COVID, but I just feel like if a if a show is putting you up, you should be in an extravagant. Well, that's they true. won't put the bachelor people in like a Hampton Inn that's mm-hmm. not beachfront. Come on, maybe they don't have any money. Maybe Lifetime just doesn't have any money. I don't think Lifetime has money. What What's their biggest show, really? I don't even know. It's all the movies. The Lifetime the movie, movie network. The Lifetime movies. movies. Yeah, yeah, those are like their better. All those yeah. Shannon Doherty movies where she's like somebody's daughter and is trying to sleep with their stepfather and kill her stepmother. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> all right. Tori's so Did Tori Spelling? Yeah, I think she's the Lifetime one. Wait, is the whole <laughs> cast of 90210 in the Lifetime Probably. <laughs> Except Luke Perry. Rest in peace. Okay, so he she's like ripping this apart. She's like, "This is a cheap hotel. Like, what is happening here? Are they, they're not even on the beach?" And Mirla says, "Look, I think I'm easy to please." And Gil's like, "What?" <laughs> she says, "Are you saying I'm high maintenance?" And he goes, "Yep, good Gil. She is. Yep." Ryan tells us Brett was freaking out on the plane and they're drinking some wine and she's like, I want to see footage of that. I, need I to do see too. Footage. Because we need to know the level of it. Yeah. Because Ryan says like, if I was dating someone and they acted like that on a plane, we wouldn't have a second date. So I need to know what she was doing. Like, did they have to like hold her down? Like, that's what I need to did know. Did someone have to duct tape her to a seat? Exactly. Exactly. Maybe she flipped out about wearing a mask and they had a duct tape or two of the Maybe. <laughs> so, I mean, she's just like, she's on a different level. Like, he seems appalled by her behavior and she's like, I feel so safe with him. Yeah, she's like, I'm so glad I got through it. And he's like, I can't believe she's still alive that I didn't kill her. Yeah, what the fuck, Maths? We need to see this footage. I need to know. Bring it. Bring it. And I wrote, if only we had a camera to oh, see boy. how she was acting. Okay. So Bao and Johnny are settling in and she's like, why are you in my bed? It's kind of weird. I I don't, I think she was joking. It's hard to tell with her sometimes. It's hard to tell. Yeah. Johnny tells her, if you ever feel uncomfortable at any time, I will sleep in the other room. You just say the word. Perfect way to play this, Johnny. Yes. I think he's a, a more believable reformed serial dater than Ryan. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Come on. Ryan was never a serial dater. Serial killer, maybe. Serial dater, no. <laughs> serial masturbator, maybe. Never a serial. You know what's funny is never that dater. this is like the first podcast that I've done in terms of talking about actual people, yes. like in this way. So even though I'm saying all these things, I'm like, oh God, what if they hear that? <laughs> like in the off chance that they do hear this, I'm sorry. If they hear it, we'll just pretend it wasn't us or we didn't say it. Wasn't it. Us. Uh, I'll, you know, I'll the podcast quick, made me do it. I'll quick pull the episode down, edit that part out, and put it back up and be like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? You're crazy. Never said that. We love you all. We think you're all gorgeous. Look, they have balls for doing this. Oh, I, I couldn't do it. I would never do this. So never. Even, Not even in my saddest, loneliest times. Even if we kind of pick them apart a little bit. It's with peace and love. Peace and love. Yeah. Okay. So she, so now Johnny and Bao have an interesting conversation because he asks her, what are you into sexually? Yeah, that was a little fast. (laughs) 
she gives a great answer though. It's like really romantic. She's like, you know, you're such a good kisser and the way that you take care of me when you're kissing me tells me that you might be a good lover. And it's just a nice answer. He goes, I'm kind of into vanilla sex, no anal. (laughs) (laughs) Then he goes, as long as the penis is going into the vagina, I'm good. And she's like, oh, okay. Wow. Dude, read the room. But she was relieved. That was the good thing. She was like, okay. I think she was relieved that he's not into any like crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. Like he doesn't want to get pegged in the straitjacket in the basement. She's like, okay. No, no, no. I'm good. I'm good. Good. So Michaela is thrilled with her room. See the difference between her and Mirla? Yeah. She's like, this is so beautiful. I love it. And Zach is starting to feel sick. And he's like, I took a COVID test, so I'm going to sleep in a separate room. And that's how the episode ends. So next time, the honeymoon heats up. The couples talk about kisses, and Jose and Rachel just make out in front of everyone. Okay? Ryan and Brett are getting massages, and he tells her they need to have sex sooner than later. Zach says he mentally cannot be around Michaela right now. And she is freaking out. And then I wrote, but like, I think he has COVID. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Yeah. Like if I were dealing with COVID at that point in time where we didn't know what it was or what it could be, I'd be freaking out. Yeah. So that's it. What are your thoughts on this episode? I really like this episode, and I think that the next one gets even better because we get to spend more time with them. And there isn't so much recapping because I still feel like these first episodes, a lot of recapping and a lot of rehashing. But this, it gets a little, you know, and and, and always when the couples interact with each other, that's always fun. So I really like that. But this whole thing with Michaela and Zach, it makes me wonder because it's like, okay, We get it. It's a pandemic. This wasn't a time when we weren't sure what COVID was, how bad it was. They're still strangers in a way. So it's like, it would be in your best interest to leave because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you don't really know him. So get Mm -hmm. out of there. But I get why she wants to spend time with him because it's like, they do have like a short amount of time to kind of get to know each other before they have to decide if they're going to continue or not. But, you know, it's like, dude, it's COVID. Calm down. Just roll with the punches. Yep. You'll get through it. Yep. And another thing, and this is, you know, I I don't know if I talked about this last episode, but I'm going to be interested going forward to see if the experts are around more. Because if you watch the first six or seven seasons of this, the experts intervene regularly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But they, the last two or three seasons, they're just gone. Like this has just become a reality show. They just pop up at the end. Like they're nothing more than a host. And I've always watched this show for the therapeutic parts of it. Like I really enjoyed seeing how Dr. Pepper would break down what's going on between, you know, I almost said Zach and Mindy. That's a throwback to a few (laughs) few seasons ago. Um, Like, you know, Dr. Pepper could get in there with Michaela and Zach and like kind of help them figure out what's going on. And they could have, they could have a breakthrough, but they're just letting them go in the wind. Yeah. So let's see, let's see what they do. Yeah, it might be interesting, especially with COVID, if they will be able to intervene. Because when you're in lockdown, like just being 
I was so isolated from my family. It was it was awful. And like your mind just goes weird places and yeah, you know, I got sure. super depressed. And yes. I can't imagine being stuck with someone that I don't really know. And then it's like you're learning all their habits and then you can't really get rid of them because they're kind of like your safety pod because you kind of have to like sequester with them. So yes. it, it, it'll be interesting. It'll be really interesting. Um It'll also be interesting to see when they get back. Are they going to have to quarantine? Are they gonna, like, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. So the, the added special guest star of COVID <laughs> is going to be really interesting. Yeah. So my name's Amy. You can find me at Gen X This Is Why podcast. That's a pod that I have with my sister where we talk about Gen X stuff. I'm also um, on Instagram at Amy Archer Writer and Leslie. I am at Sinister Girl, S-I-N-I-S-T-E-R-G-I-R-L-Z. I I had to spell it out because there's no S in girls. We put a Z because we're trying to be punk rock. Um, And it's a podcast where I interview musicians, mostly female musicians, and they perform live sometimes. It's a great fun. And so we've had everyone from Joan Jett to Dolly Parton. Like, it's been a wild, wild ride. So it's fun. So please check it out. We have new episodes every week. And you really give a voice to new music, right? Yes, and, as well. Yeah. A lot of our yeah. artists are newer artists that are coming up. New York-based artists, because I'm based awesome. in New York as mm-hmm. well. But yeah, we have all kinds of artists featured. Awesome. All right, and Coco, thanks for joining us. Yes, Coco, thank you for joining <laughs> us again. She's going to want a cut of whatever we make eventually. You know, if of you course, get ads, she's going to want like a piece what's with a her third, beak. What's a third of zero? <laughs> uh zero i'm not good at math but let's ask jose jose do you, jose do you know. it out? Mm-hmm. all right guys so thanks again for listening and uh once again you can find us on facebook we're also on instagram at six degrees of reality tv spell out the six and we'll see you soon bye, bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.